the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Stratton, accredited divorce coach. Friends, we're continuing on this week with a topic that doesn't get enough attention, children and divorce. This show originally aired in 2020. It's imperative that we consider children throughout the divorce process, so we thought there was never a better time to replay this show. In fact, we've been replaying several shows during the last couple of weeks, all focusing on children, what they experience in the divorce process, and how you as their parent, family member, or friend can help them through it. You won't want to miss this message. What you'll hear is critical to helping those young hearts in the heartbreak of divorce. Please stay with us. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody's been down, hit the bottom, hit the ground. Ooh, you're not alone. Just take a breath, don't forget, hang on to his promises. He wants you to know you're Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, and give you hope. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Stratton, and I am very, very glad that you are here with us today. If this is the first time you're joining us, a very special welcome to you. And if you are back with us again this week, welcome to you, too. And thank you all so very much for listening. This show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing. It can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. We're not here to coach you to get a divorce or give you legal advice, but what we are here to do is walk the path with you wherever it may lead. And we bring you specialists who can help you make better decisions during this time, provide you information and resources give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst and give you hope. Today, we continue our series about children and divorce with Houston area psychotherapist Tom Stevens, who works with children and their families. Do you hear that distinction? (laughs) He works with children and their families. (laughs) Tom is an advocate for children, so he's the perfect guest to talk to us about what life is like for your kiddos as not only you, but they go through the divorce you are going through. In the first show of this series, we talked about what life is like for children's children whose parents are in the different stages of divorce and how that experience changes by age. In that show, we learned that divorce is a very scary and confusing thing for children and dependent on age, they will either act out, isolate or escape, drift off if healthy coping isn't modeled for them by you. So the key takeaways from that show, at least that I got, were this. Only give kids the information they need. Be honest. 
Don't pull them into the conflict between you and your spouse. Continue to pursue your children throughout the entire process and beyond. Listen to them and hear them, really hear them. Uh, Remember this, you don't have to agree with them, but you have to try to understand their perspective. Give them consistency and predictable schedules. And here's a huge one. You being a parent is more important than their being a kid. There's much more. So if you missed that show, make sure to listen to it. You can find it under the podcast tab under programs on KKHT.com or on your favorite podcast app. Today, we are going to continue to take a look at divorce through the eyes of your children. We are going to continue to answer the question, what are your children going through? We're going to start with a look into what life is like for children when the topic of divorce comes up in a marriage. Not that the divorce is happening, but when the topic comes up, when the marriage is still the marriage, but also then what happens when the, if the parents decide actually that divorce is not the option they'll take, so they're going to stay in the marriage. Then we are going to talk about two topics that for me come up way too often in divorce coaching, and they are this parental alienation, and I'm calling it dysfunctional co-parenting. But before we launch into our discussion, I want to remind you of the intent of the show and the series. It's this, as Tom shared with us, parents are generally, see if I can say that again, generally well-intentioned with their children, yet they make mistakes with them in the best of circumstances. The emotions of divorce amplify those mistakes. And those mistakes, they have big impacts on your kiddos and can affect them negatively, not only now, but into the future. We're here to help you gain awareness of the impact your actions are having on your children. So from the insights gained from that awareness, you can shift those well-intentioned actions that sometimes become mistakes. Those shifted intentions can lead to better actions, and those actions lead to better parenting. And that better parenting, well, that results in better impact for your child now and into the future. So, Tom, how about we get this discussion started? I am super ready. What a great intro that was, Christy. Yeah. I just hope following up with what you said, parents can do one thing today, and that's to have an open mind. I know divorce is stressful. I know there's a lot of conflict, but like you've said all along, it's an open, we are people here to help. And if they can have an open mind to hear even one thing today that would help their divorce process or the relationship with their child, that'd be really cool. You know, I think that's Perfect, Tom. And I'm so glad that you said that because it's when, and, I, and I'm kind of known for stating very simple things, but it's <laughs> and when we have a closed mind that we actually make things um, more difficult and it's already difficult enough. You referenced that. We know that. we, I, Tom, I know as a psychotherapist working with children and their families, you're seeing that all the time. Um, mm-hmm. that that people aren't wanting to change, yet they're in your office, you, you know, in working with you, probably complaining about the fact that life is so tough. Well, mm-hmm. and when you become one of the things as a divorce coach, we're always looking for the person we're going to work with as being coachable. And when we're not coachable, we're really resigning ourselves to stay stuck. And mm-hmm. so I love that you're, you're encouraging them. We're here to help. We're not here to tell you 
what you're doing wrong. However, we need to highlight, and that's what coaching is all about, is help you have an awareness, that kind of aha moment. When the eyes open, that so-called door opens, then you can see, um, you can see through the door into maybe, uh, you know, what's new and a different perspective out there. When your eyes open, when you're willing to be open even, something that we say, something that we reference, maybe another, a story we share will be like, oh, I get it. So thank you, Tom. Great way to start. Um, I know one of the things that, uh, as we reviewed last, the last show, we we talked about the as I referenced the stages and ages, um, well rather the the stages and ages for children through divorce. Mm-hmm. One thing we talked about really okay, divorce has been decided. We talked about now in the middle of divorce and coming out of divorce. But what we didn't say is I, I talk about really is the lead up to divorce that time period where things have gone awry. They've gotten to the point of you know, we're going to talk about divorce now. And as I try to put myself in the, the, you know, the shoes, whether they be tiny, tiny adolescent shoes or teenager (laughs) shoes of the children, that's an uncomfortable place to be. And then, then I wonder, okay, the, the, the parents decide to stay together and what's it like then? So I think it's worth us talking about that, kind of stepping back, thinking about that, and then we'll step into the parental alienation and the co-parenting conversation. But help us understand, in that time period leading up to divorce or not divorce, what's it like for kiddos? What a what a great thing, you know. That we we tend to look at divorce as oh well, it's divorce, it's happening. But there are many people I've worked with in my career that are in that limbo of we're not sure if we're going to do it or not. The first thing I always tell people is get help first, not last. So go see a professional, a life coach, psychotherapist, somebody first rather than last. But children in that stage when parents are not sure if they're going to divorce yet, well, clearly there's been conflict, right? Clearly there's been stress and anxiety because they're even considering it. But I think they probably experience two things, Christy. It's either going to be hope or fear. And that's, of course, two spectrums. The hope part is children could see their parents are trying. They're not giving up. They're trying to keep the family unit together. If they're getting help from a professional, then they're, they're getting tips and ideas and, and behaviors to do that are different, new communication skills. But the opposite side is fear. I think a lot of children, when the idea of divorce comes out, but it hasn't happened yet or hasn't been decided they live in constant fear of, like, if I do anything wrong, is this going to end everything? I want to try to be perfect and try to make everything sweet and kind so they stay together. And children can take on the responsibility of, of being the glue, or they can crumble because they just feel devastated that this whole family might end. So it can be a real challenging stage when you look at this might happen, but we haven't decided it yet. It's kind of like the leak that happens in the news, you know. There's a leak that there's a divorce that might happen here. And many times it happens with teenagers who happen to hear it, and then they bleed it down to the younger siblings. And then all of a sudden you either see hope or fear, and parents have got to pay attention to that. If they're getting help, it's great, and they need to be honest about the help they're getting from a professional. But the one thing they need to do is not include the children in all the nitty-gritty of how bad the marriage is, of how rough it is, or how close to divorce you are, and really keep that to the adults. Yeah, I th- I think it's really important that we look at this because, you know, even if you're a 
if you're applying this to, let's just call it pre-divorce, this can be tools that we can learn in any type of conflict within children in a mar- uh, in a family, right? And I think it's important to talk about some of those things. But, you know, one thing that really came up to me is it harkens back to this. You being a parent in this situation is more important than, than being a kid. And I think I paraphrased that. Mm-hmm. And so we may want to, in fact, talk a little bit more about that when we come back from mm-hmm. break. Folks, we're here talking with Tom Stevens again. He's a psychotherapist in the Houston area, and we are continuing in our series about children and divorce. What are your kids going through? We've talked about the stages and ages of divorce and what it's like uh, like in divorce for them. Now we're actually we're talking about pre-divorce and what's going on, and I think it's worth us staying a little bit more with this here. Uh, So make sure that you come on back, uh, stick with us on this conversation with uh, Tom Stevens, because we're going to be talking about first, you need to get help first, not last, as that's what Tom said. And we're here to do that. And that's what we're going to be talking more about. So make sure you come on back, hear more about this sort of help that you need to get this thinking for if you are considering divorce. One of the things that we want you to do is save your marriage if you can. And this is how you're going to do it. So come on back, Tom Stevens and myself. Don't miss it. I know the light ain't always upon me. Sometimes the night takes me inside it. A divorce can change your whole world, including your financial picture. The more you know and the better you understand your options, the more likely you are to make sound financial decisions. Learn how to build a solid financial strategy today that may help you provide greater security and flexibility in the future. Morgan Stanley Financial Advisor Gary Wolf can help. Contact Gary Wolf today at 281-362-4706 to get started. That's 281-362-4706. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, Morgan Stanley, its affiliates, and Morgan Stanley Financial Advisors do not provide legal advice. Clients should consult their attorney for legal matters. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. 
If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Hirsch Sermon is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. Hi again, friends. We're continuing on this week with a topic that doesn't get enough attention, children and divorce. It's imperative that we consider children throughout the divorce process, so we thought there was never a better time to replay this show. What you'll hear is critical to helping those young hearts in the heartbreak of divorce. Please stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. back. We're here with Tom Stevens. So glad to have Tom back with us. We are talking about divorce and children. Children being, you know, they're going through divorce as well. I mean, you might be just jumping on the show and going, wait a second, my kids aren't going through divorce. Well, maybe they are depending on what their ages are. But we're talking about children within the family unit, the parents going through divorce. You got to remember, they're going through what you're going through too. And they don't understand it. They don't have the verbal skills. And, you know, they, they are children, yet I've seen it. I've seen it time and time again. I've seen the parents treating them like little adults. And I think, as Tom has shared with us, big people think that little people think like big people. And that is not the case. And so we put them in. Tom, you like hearing me repeat that back? One of the things we, you know, we've been talking about the kind of the ages and stages through divorce for children and looking at divorce through their eyes. But one of the areas that we hadn't covered in the first two shows, we we did a show initially and then the first show of this series, this is the second show of a three-part series about children and divorce. But we didn't really talk about the lead up to a divorce. And and as Tom shared with us, I mean, clearly something has brought us to the point of we're discussing divorce. Well, I'll tell you, if I ever have a chance to be in a marriage again, that world word will never be uttered in, in my family. I'm not doing it again. And I'm not getting married until <laughs> until I know that. But it happens, right? It happens. You get to that stage. And so I think the main thing that Tom shared with us is get help first, not last. So if there is an inkling, that something's going awry, get yourself to a Tom Stevens, get yourself to your counselor, get yourselves to a me, a divorce coach. And what we do is we look at the situation eyes wide open. I've said it time and time again, friends. It's not just heading on down to the courts and signing a piece of paper. It's worse than you ever will think it will be. I promise you that. And I'm a positive person. But if you have a chance to save your marriage by how you've handled the lead up could possibly have that negative impact on impact on your child because as Tom was sharing with us there's kind of two directions that kids will go depending on how you're modeling your your behavior is uh, in the conflict in that situation of considering divorce in that limbo that we talked about and that could be hope or that could be fear and so one of the things that I think is important that we draw back to as a takeaway that we took from the first show and I know I kind of keep phrase, paraphrasing it, but I don't think I'm getting the full essence of it, Tom, is don't this this is a time for you to be a parent, 
not expect your child to be a child. And so, Tom, help us understand that a little bit more, because what we want to do is if we can save a marriage, we want it to come back in a healthy way. And there's things Mm -hmm. we need to do in that. So what do we do if divorce is on the so-called table? Yeah, I can't remember that quote exactly, but I think what I said was just because your children don't like you doesn't mean it's okay for you to stop loving them. Yeah. I mean, regardless of how your children feel about you, regardless of how they act, their attitude, their beliefs, if they think you're horrible because of something happening, it doesn't mean you can just quit loving him. I mean, you can, but it's not going to create a good human being out of them. And so you have to be able to step up and over and beyond what the situation is and say, my role here is to be the leader, is to be the guide, is to be the model for the children that I have. I want them to see that if we do actually decide to divorce, if we do consider it even, that we're going to be, we're going to have integrity and we're going to model good behavior. We're going to be honest. We're going to be caring and empathic. Our, Our motto in my home has always been never to hit below the belt. So you can be mad at somebody. You can poke fun at somebody, even though it's not always okay. But if you hit below the belt, that's a no go. So hitting below the belt is purposely, intentionally insulting or putting somebody down that degrades them and makes them feel horrible. And then we have to correct it, apologize, and move on. But a lot of families, when they're going through divorce, that's it's, it's a cage match, and they're all gloves off and let's go at it, and they'll say or do whatever they need to. So children are watching everything that you do when you're considering or going through a divorce. And if you get help, the first thing you can do is to go to a professional. And by the way, if it doesn't work, Christy, go somewhere else. Don't just say we tried that and it doesn't work. Keep looking until you find somebody and you say, our marriage is at this point. We need help. Can you get us there? And be very honest with exactly where you're at. And that can help. So important. It, it, it takes me back, and I'm going to keep trying to try to find opportunities to say this because it's so powerful. What's important is what you do next after what you've done. Mm-hmm. And again, I want to come alongside parents here. This is not saying, you know, look at you, what you've done. I get it. It is not an easy situation. Let's just face it. Nobody said life, life was going to be easy. Divorce amplifies that and even the consideration. And what happens... I mean, I remember the moment that my now ex-husband came to me and said, you know, let's talk about getting a divorce and the the blood just rushing out of my body Mm -hmm. and and that that you don't even can't even explain how you feel. But I know those who are listening know it. Right. And Mm -hmm. and what happens is the emotional brain takes over and you don't make wise decisions. And so but. When you can make wise decisions is some, when you have somebody else who's walking this path with you, whether it's a divorce coach or a counselor. And as you said, uh, Tom, get help first. And if that help is not right, uh, then change. One of the things that I, I always, 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 and, and no matter um, kind of any decision making is go evaluate three professionals. And But first, first and foremost, determine what what you want in a professional. Do you want a male? Do you want a female? Mm -hmm. What sort of background do you want? Is location important? You know, do they have to take your insurance? So get clear on what you want. I I work with my clients too, when they're considering an attorney, what do you want first? Now go out and find that and make sure your values Mm -hmm. fit and align and that sort of thing. But I, I think that's so important that people understand they can't do it on their own. And believe you me, I'm, I'm, 
a bit of an independent person and I've been on my own for a long time, but really we are so much better. We'll make so much better, so many better decisions along the way. And this is so critical that you make these decisions for your family right now, because if you want a chance of your family staying together and not walking, you know, down this path of divorce, you want to not sling that word around. You want to act with that integrity, as Tom is saying, being honest, not hitting below the belt. So I think it's very important. And this show is not here, again, to drive business to Tom or drive business to me. It's really coming from (laughs) our heart to help you parents. So get help. And I know, Tom, I'm going to put you on the spot because I know you've done this with one of my clients, is if their insurance doesn't work with them, you'll help them kind of direct them into... Absolutely. Yeah, that's why my assistant, Jessie, is amazing. She will work with you. I will work with her. We will find resources or places for you to go. If you find any good professional, they're going to want you to get the help you want, not try to get business into their office. And I promise you this too, Christy, between you and me as professionals, if people come in and say we're considering a divorce and we haven't done this before, obviously, and we're considering that because our life's at this point, A professional can paint the picture of, let me just show you what this is going to look like, because I'm not really sure. It's kind of like getting a new puppy, right? If you've never had one, (laughs) I'm not really sure you know the picture of what you're about to sign up for, because it's cute, it's sweet. But you have to know with divorce, right, that you could paint or I could paint a picture of what is exactly the reality so that it's not just escaping this current drama, chaos, and horrible situation. It's it's way bigger than that. Right. There is such an unknown, and it's that's why we really talk about the eyes wide open. So if you're considering divorce, go and look at the, all the financial information you're going to have to pull together, what it's going to do to your family. But you're not also looking at just right here and right now. You're looking at five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, depending on your your ages and uh, it, it, at any time, right? And And so very, very important to do that. I think this is a great way to lead us into something that I mentioned earlier that I want to talk about, and I want to spend a majority of our time on this, is a thing called parental alienation. And that would be one thing that I would want everybody to look at and understand what that is before they consider even consider divorce. So when you're in that session with Tom or your counselor, you're talking about like, what is this thing called parental alienation? Because my guess is we're in that emotional brain. We're kind of, you know, gloves have come off and we're trying to get our ways and we're fighting over a $500 couch but well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to feed, um, you know, my son some information so that I can get what I want with his mother. Da, 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 da. And so I want, um, Tom, if you will just very briefly give us a definition and then we'll head on into the segment, the third segment and talk more about it. But could you in about a minute, a minute and a half share with us what um, what is parental alienation? Sure. Parental alienation, without getting into psychological terms, because they get kind of big sometimes, I usually say it's basically when a parent manipulates a child against the other parents. If you just consolidate it, they will do and say things that twist the brain of a child against uh, the allegiance or liking another parent. So it's against the other parent, and it's an attempt to alienate them. They've 
And this can be subconscious, Christy. This doesn't have to be. It is conscious very often, like they want to get the children against the other parent. But it's very often even subconscious where they will say and do things out loud that are just not appropriate. They just don't need to hear that. And kind of one example, I'll give you a a real quick example of it, is it's like when uh, there are uh, visitations with uh, temporary orders or divorce decree orders, and one parent uh, it doesn't show up. The dad, I should point out the dad because I'm a dad. The dad doesn't show up for three straight weeks. And the mom says, you know, I'm just really, it's frustrating. It's hard for me because I'm trying to plan the schedule. In the last few weeks, your father hasn't shown up uh, on time, and I've been trying to get everything to work out, and it's hard for me. That's okay. But when you say, you know, your dad doesn't love you because he's not showing up uh, for the visits when he wants, and he's probably out on another date, and he's spending the money he yeah, has and those on things... that date instead of on you. That's parental alienation. And That's we're, no good, and we need to stop it. Exactly. And we're going to talk more about that. It's manipulative. It's twisting. It's conscious, sometimes subconscious. So stay with us. Come back. You want to hear about this because, folks, you don't want to be doing this. Parental alienation. Tom and I are breaking it down. Come on back. Here's today's two-minute tip. Talking about kids today made me think about superheroes. As a kid, did you like superheroes? I did. This will date me, but I loved watching Super Friends. There was something about superheroes that inspired me to want to be better. Then I watched those superheroes on TV and looked up to, well, fictional characters. As I've grown and changed through the years, I found my inspiration in something much better. God, Jesus Christ, and the Bible, and the heroes you find in the midst. My point in sharing this with you in today's two-minute tip is this. You may know that I'm a wingman on a show also heard here on KKHT called Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow. And right now, the host Richard Mindelow and I are talking about, yep, you guessed it, heroes, but not super friends. We are talking about spiritual heroes. We are talking about heroes of faith and looking at characters like Ruth, the centurion, Esther, Josiah, and more, and how they exemplified courageous faith through the battles they encountered. I invite you to join us for the Heroes of Faith series. You'll gain insight into the characteristics of courage through these spiritual heroes, and you'll be inspired to be better. Catch the show every Saturday on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, and you can find all the shows under the podcast tab, under the programs tab on KKHT.com. You can also catch all the shows on your favorite podcast app. Just look for Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow. And you can find us, The Divorce Coaching Hour, on Facebook, The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. You can also find us at thedivorcecoachinghour.com. And if you want to reach me personally, you can email me at christy at christystratton.com or call me at 281-944-8043. And please keep listening each week for another two-minute tip all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. Hi again, friends. We're continuing on this week with a topic that doesn't get enough attention, children and divorce. It's imperative that we consider children throughout the divorce process, so we thought there was never a better time to replay this show. What you'll hear is critical to helping those young hearts in the heartbreak of divorce. Please stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. And a little hand clapping there. I think we need it as we begin to talk about parental alienation. Uh, (laughs) I'm just doing a little dance in there because, hey, 
We're with, back with Tom Stevens. He is a psychotherapist in the greater Houston area, and he has been partnering up with me to talk about children and divorce. And in fact, he's a play therapy, and he told us last time one of the things that you can do with your kids is play. We forget to play as adults. And I'll tell you what, it just makes you feel a little bit better to do a little hand clapping and singing and dancing. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all for yeah. that. Um you know, we, we're, we're really diving into um, a topic that I hear too much that comes up too much in, um, with the clients I work with through divorce coaching. And, and um, I'm sure, Tom, you have the same experience. And we were talking about the definition of what parental alienation is. Basically, it's the manipulation of a child against the other parent. And twisting uh, what's going on, it can be conscious and subconscious is what Tom shared with us. And what we really want to focus in on, though, is that um, here's the thing. This whole series is about looking at divorce through your children's eyes. And we want you not to sit here and think, oh, these people are talking about what I'm doing wrong. No, we want to bring awareness around that you can kind of stop for a moment and know you care about your kids and say, what's this like for them? And once you can really gain that awareness, then maybe that can open your eyes. As Tom said at the first segment is let's just be open. And in opening those eyes, you can identify maybe some of the things that you are doing to alienate the child, the, the alienate against the other spouse, which puts the kid in the middle, pulls them apart and once you have that awareness, you can make the choice, friends, to do something better, do something that will help, not hurt. Um, use this time as a way to model that integrity that we know that you have. And so, Tom, take us, if you will, to what's happening to a child when their parents are pulling them apart, this manipulative parental alienation. Now, recognize, first of all, we are raised as children to be nice to people, to apologize, to not be mean, to make up with friends when we fight. And so when they start watching parents manipulate or they start watching parents play mind tricks or games with each other over money or over time and attention and love, it is unbelievably confusing. When you take a younger child, Christy, whose brain is not developed to be able to, like, think complexly and abstractly, they are just mind-blown because it's like this is not okay and it feels very wrong in their body. But children have big allegiance, and so they tend to go towards whatever parent they're with. Or if the alienation gets strong enough, then they just align with one parent and they completely want to stay away from the other parent. But teenagers, you know what they do with this. They take the manipulation and think, all right, opportunity. I'm going to create more conflict with my parent so that I can, you know, either get some freedom for myself and they'll leave me alone or if you've got the responsible teenager, which is the one who feels bad and feels like they need to fix everything, they're going to get in the middle of it and play therapist, and it's going to be devastating because they're not qualified, nor should they be put in that position, and it imposes huge guilt and responsibility on them. So either way, children are either going to – they're going to come out negative and unhealthy because of it. So the alienation is words, comments, gestures, uh, manipulations that put children right in the middle of choosing – one parent over the other. Yeah. And, and 
So what I heard there in that overarching, this is what your kids are going through and what it will cause is one for the younger kiddos, that allegiance, um, which I'm sure in the alienation that makes one happy and the other fired up. So it just, Mm -hmm. I hear it increasing conflict, conflict, um, the teenager that maybe is going to use it to, um, uh, act out, so to speak, or use it to their advantage, they're going to create more conflict to get their way, maybe more freedom, that sort of thing. And then I think the one that got me the most is the, the teenager or the, um, you know, I guess maybe teenager on into um, pre-adult, adolescent. I'm not great with all the, yeah. the age ranges, but the one that's kind of yeah. trying to be the glue. I heard you say guilt and shame. And man, yeah. that guilt and shame, that can last a lifetime. A yep. lifetime. That's the parentified child, the one who's put in that role as a parent. And the parents become kids. You notice in some divorces how parents act like children and they can't be responsible growing up. And these children, when they see this, this is their model of doing relationships later in life. And so it's very, it's not fun, but it's very normal and comfortable for them to pick relationships that are fixer-upper and destructive and people that need a lot of help in the future. And so they, they don't learn the healthy way. They feel very out of control. It's unsettling, isn't it, to sit in a room with some people, a couple who's fighting, if you've ever done that, or a family that's fighting with each other out in the open, it's unsettling. And this is what these children are living in when parental alienation comes in because they just don't want to be a part of it. They just want to be out of that. Right. And they put layers upon layers. I'm speaking now. I wasn't in the midst of parental alienation, but I would guess that some of the, 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 the dynamics that were portrayed in my family kind of um, was that was there. You know, my parents didn't go through a yeah. divorce, but there was a lot of conflict. And to this day, I can't I do not like bickering and I, I won't w- watch shows like that. But it then I, the thing I want parents to get is by not modeling, not modeling the healthy um, ways not and the thing is is you may not know it that's why you need help but that affects your children we're talking about these this impact not just tomorrow not just next week when in their 20s and their 30s and their future relationships until you exactly. finally wake up you you know like me you find God and it's a walk of 20 years for God to walk with you and reshape you from the inside out. And in the midst, there goes another divorce and financial debacle mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So the impact is huge. And what I also heard you say there, Tom, was those words, those comments, those gestures uh, that are so impactful that we may not even know that we're doing it. It's Subconscious. So I just wonder, um, oh, I, d- I wonder what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that I know that's a big question. If you could answer that, you would have solved the world's problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I sit in front of parents all the time who are contemplating or continuing to go through a divorce. And, and I always try to lean towards, you know, is there any shred of hope in working this out? But I will tell parents all the time, you're here now. I can see the things you're doing and saying that can be adjusted, corrected to help your children the most and to help y'all as people the most. But if you're not getting help and sitting in front of somebody, you're just winging it with what you have. And I've really just seen, Christy, 
parent, uh, people who are considering divorce, they kind of look at it two ways. One is either transactional or one is transformational, okay? And the transactional is the bare bones, like, is this working? Is this worth it? Should we cut it off now? It's very unfeeling. It's just very matter of fact, like buying a car. Do we, can we afford it? Can we not? Is it the color we want or not? And that totally objectifies the relationship and the family, right? It just puts it in a box, like all it is is an object and you know, it can be dispensed, shredded, thrown away. It doesn't matter. And that is heartbreaking to me. So I try to tell parents that come in, when you look at your family and your, especially your family with your children transformationally, the question becomes, could this work if we do the work? What are the possibilities for this family and this marriage if we do the hard work? And that brings personality uh, to the relationship and there's a personal touch to it. And so you have to look at things transformationally. It's much like faith. You know, you have to know I'm trying to transform something here, not just shine it up and buff it. I think it's huge to think uh, about that. And parental alienation is a alienation, rather, it sounded like I said alienation, but alienation uh, is such a huge topic. It's um, so very important to look at. We we can't begin to even go into the depth of it. But I think what we've touched on here, Tom, this transformational aspect, this transformational perspective, again, going back to eyes wide open, could this work if we do the work? And that's whether you're in, uh, considering in the midst or coming out of it, it doesn't have to be defining moment, bad defining moment, it can be defining moment good when we see and understand and accept the reality that our actions today can have positive ripple effects in the future or negative ripple effects in the future. And so when we can come to this and go, okay, I now know that there is this parental alienation thing. I'm going to look at myself, you know, when I'm at the end of this divorce, if, if, we're going to go that direction. I'm going to look back and I'm going to say, what did I do to be transformational to make us better? Clearly it wasn't working. Let's now figure out what to do to make it better. And I think that's a huge, huge question, friends, that we have to realize that you're, remember your children model what they learn. So, um, to phrase a Bob Newhart YouTube uh, <laughs> video is just stop it. <laughs> I know that's the, I know that's what you, you give. Uh, that's the, the, that's the direction you give your clients. Just stop it. No, I, I'm not kidding. I'm, I, I mean, I'm kind of, I mean, I am kidding. I'm uh, I understand it's a hard thing, but the point I want you to get is we can choose. Right. So we're here with Tom Stevens and we've been talking about parental alienation, but we're talking about it through your kids eyes. And so we've heard how uh, impactful, good or impactful, bad your actions can be. When we come on back, we're going to talk about another area that really trips us up and it's called co-parenting. And it's usually dysfunctional. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, Make sure you come on back second show in this uh, series about children and divorce. You want to hear about this because you want to make better, uh, better choices with your actions. Come on back.
Hi again, friends. We're continuing on this week with a topic that doesn't get enough attention, children and divorce. It's imperative that we consider children throughout the divorce process, so we thought there was never a better time to replay this show. What you'll hear is critical to helping those young hearts in the heartbreak of divorce. Please stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. When everything falls apart, your arms hold me together. And you know... Things do fall apart. At least they can feel like they are, and they in fact do. And that song speaks to what we're talking about here. And, and you know, the fact of the matter is divorce. Um, it can feel like everything has fallen apart. And if we as adults feel that way, think about what our kids feel. And that's what we're doing here. We're taking a look at divorce through the eyes of your children so that you can gain awareness of what they're going through. And so when you have that awareness... Uh, opens your eyes and you can then begin to say, hey, I can do some new things here and I can support, I can make some changes, I can come alongside my kids, change my words, change my comments, change my gestures. If I am engaging in what's called parental alienation, which is manipulation of the children for the betterment of a parent, a spouse to get at the other spouse, puts the kid in the middle. I keep talking about the Gumby doll from way back when, pulling the kids apart where they feel stretched to the point they're going to break. And um, I, it, it could be as easy as just stopping it, but sometimes it's subconscious. That's why you need someone good like Tom Stevens, who's here with us again talking about this. You know, we talked about that Parental alienation, it's a big topic. We could talk much longer about it. But where we got to was we really need to look at this process as transformational. You'll hear me say it time and time and time again that let, let's take divorce as a um, defining moment good, not a defining moment bad. And in doing so, you know, think about divorce. If you've considered divorce and now you're coming out of it, there's while it's while we're in separation, as we move forward and go beyond divorce, rebuilding our lives, we're going to, if we have children, we're going to do a thing called co-parenting. And, you know, that starts in the midst of the divorce. Um, it's, it will continue into blended families. And so I want to talk today, Tom, about um, in, in this segment, before we wrap up today, about co-parenting. Um, and, and I've called it dysfunctional co-parenting and you had a little funny thing to say about that now, didn't you? <laughs> I, I really chuckled. I wanted to actually know where you found that. And so that's your, your term. You need to coin that. I made it up because it's something. because <laughs> I was, as soon as you said that I was thinking, well, all people going through a divorce are dysfunctionally co-parenting. There is no way around it. And I don't mean that in a flight. I really don't. But think about why people get divorced. Like there's conflict, there's stress. They're not able to get along to the point where they can stay together. Something's happened. So the idea that they could naturally just functionally co-parent, we kind of need to throw out the window. You have to be able to open your mind, though, and say, now that our relationship is this, it's split apart. Can we work together, each doing our own part? to help our children not feel the bad effects of a divorce and not feel the shame and the guilt, like you mentioned last segment, because of the way we're treating each other. So you can go along as a mature, responsible adult 
and co-parent in a healthy way. Even if your ex is not co-parenting well, you can still be responsible and healthy and productive. But man, every bit of it is dysfunctional when it comes to a divorce. But that's why they write divorce decrees. And that's why there are very specific rules written out on visitation. But a lot of people don't follow those either. You know, it's interesting. It brings me back to having my brother on the show uh, as a family law attorney and, and, and are talking about that divorce decree and children. And he said, yeah, it's in the decree. And as you just said, Tom, a lot of people don't follow it. But actually what attorneys want is for it to get, you know, the standard rules and regs for, for children and for custody and whatnot and co-parenting in the decree, but they really want the parents to then work together to find out what's really going to work, what's going to really work best for the children. But as you said, the reality is that the dysfunction, if it was there before, it's probably going to remain and it's going to be even harder now. What I want to make sure we're looking at is what is that doing to our children um, when through through the eyes of the kids what's happening when we are we're not in that healthy place of co-parenting yeah, they feel totally out of control it's my ongoing um, battle with attorneys right because i'm like the antithesis of the attorney and and they're the antithesis of me and so we have the ongoing battle and i keep saying but i need you to have those rules because these people emotionally can't support and cooperate with each other so i'd rather have them Follow the specific rules y'all write out so that there's no arguing over gray matter at this point. You know why? Because children see parents who didn't get along in the marriage and now aren't getting along in the divorce trying to work something out and making very petty arguments many times or involving the children in things they shouldn't. And the children feel torn. It is gumby, like you said. They are stretched. They are pulled. They feel like they need to, they, they can't side with one or the other, but they feel like they need to. And if they're visiting dad, they side with dad. And they're visiting mom, they side with mom. It happens a lot. But they feel torn, Christy. And I think children need to feel freedom from that and feel the escape. And if parents do it right, they will get help either for their, their children or for themselves so they can learn the words to use. The way to, and, you know, if they see me, I'm going to tell them, I want you to follow the decree. You know why? Because you might try to get along now, but what about two years from now when your ex remarries? And what about when they have children that come into that family and you no longer like the fact that they want to switch a weekend here or there? And I try to look long term. And the long term is your children need predictable. They need consistent. They need regular routines, and they need to be able to count on what's coming. And just because switching or changing or being fluid today sounds like a good idea, I don't think it's a good idea later because life changes, it moves on, and feelings get hurt, and children grow up, and they need to know the predictability of what's happening. There, I think there's so much in that. Uh, I, w- I wish I had the words to, to say, obviously, this is not my area of expertise, but I bring back, you know, my personal experience as a step parent. So when I married, mm-hmm. um, I had three children who lived with us. Uh, I became a wife. I became a mother of three and moved <laughs> to a new state and um, a new city and started a new job all in the span of nine days. And, um, it was, it was a lot and 
what I learned in that is I as sitting back from kind of, I guess, so-called objective standpoint, um, that the kids had a hard time transitioning as it was. And it, it, it wasn't mm-hmm. highly dysfunctional. We did. I think we all did the best we can. There was there was definitely dysfunction. But I can remember mm-hmm. one thing going to my ex-husband and saying, hey, can we budget like 200 bucks uh, to go and get the kids some personalized things to make their rooms feel like home, mm-hmm. like it's theirs. And so that kind of draws me back to that predictable and consistent. And what I, I kind of am taking from that is the thing that I wish that um, I, I could say easily and it would be easy for people. I realize it's not easy is we've got to put the kids first in this situation yeah. And going back to the responsibility that we have, when you have children, you've got responsibility to be their parents. And, and you know, you've, and that's the thing. If you've got it written down in black and white, follow the black and white. And you're hearing that from a counselor who works for children on behalf of children and their families. And so um, we just really need to, to get there. So I hope you're hearing that. I hope that this is beneficial, parents. Tom, um, we've got about two and a half minutes left. Uh, what are any final thoughts that you may have? Well, parents got, have to recognize at one point or another, they loved each other. They were crazy about each other. They decided to get married for the most part. Okay. And with that, they ended up having children. And if people can recognize, because Christy, most of the divorce situations I see in my office over 25 years, have one side and the other. They do typically have one side that is saying, I want a divorce, I want out, and the other side that is devastated, blown away, shocked, hurt, or there's been uh, deceit and they need to get out because they can't trust anymore. But usually it is one side or the other, and one side is very stuck on the facts, and I just want out and I want what's mine and I want to get away, and the other one is devastated. So it's very hard for a parent to try to co-parent healthily when they feel like, you know, there's been an affair or they've been manipulated or they've got a drug addict or an alcoholic as a spouse and they, or they've been, you know, let's throw out the anger, rage or or abuse that happens. It's very hard to still try to co-parent well, but one thing they can do is build the relationship with their child, put the children first, like you said, have dates with them, have special time, have a routine, have regular bedtime, have quiet time, have movie night on a certain night, and build a new routine that, just like you said, put new things in their room that that will start the new life, the new normal for them that make it transformational because children need to know that it's going to be okay. And even when you don't know it's going to be okay, you have to know the basics of food, clothing, shelter, consistency, predictability, and love will be here for you in spite of whatever's going on between mom and dad. And it's it can be transformational, and that's what we're here to do is is to be your thinking partner. That's one of my goals as a divorce coach, and we've been talking to Tom Stevens about all of this. The fact of the matter is we get that it's hard. You really can't do this on your on your own. Divorce is tough, and with kids, it's tougher. So, you know, friends, reach out, get that help. Um, listen into the Divorce Coaching Hour. We're here. We, we understand we're walking this path with you. So Tom, thanks for being on and make sure you guys come on thanks back. So much. Yeah, thank you. Next uh, next week, we'll have the wrap up to the series and you'll want to hear some tips and tools 
that will help you with all of this and your children. Thank you for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Find us at the divorcecoachinghour.com or call me 281-944-8043. Again, thank you for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word.